0: Staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a powerful partner to help you deliver financial solutions to the auto market. Allied Solutions' strategic relationships in the auto dealership and finance markets have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best-in-class solutions. For over 45 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 22 million monitored loans across more than 4,000 financial institution clients, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit us online at AlliedSolutions.net. That's AlliedSolutions.net.
1: Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Sulovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor of AutoFin Journal and Subprime Auto Finance News. For this episode of the podcast, please to welcome Tim Gill, who is Vice President of Research and the Chief Economist at the American Financial Services Association. Tim, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you, sir? Doing real well. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And, and we're sharing our conversation whilst it's very much the dog days of summer, uh, depending on Indeed. How, where you are, uh, it's definitely quite balmy outside wherever you might be. But Tim, just to, to start our conversation, what's happened in the in the US economy so far that, that you found most interesting and, and why?
2: The most interesting thing to me about the economy in, in 2023 is, is really how resilient it's been. Uh, the prospect of a recession's loomed over this economy for over a year now, and uh, uh, fortunately, it continues to not materialize. I think there are several reasons why inflation's now moving in the right direction. It's moving slowly and, it, and it's still too high and it's done a lot of damage for sure, but but it is coming down. At the same time, the job market's holding up remarkably well. Job creation is uh, running at a pace similar to during the entire period between the end of the last recession and the start of the COVID pandemic. And you know this is the needle that the Federal Reserve is trying to thread with its interest rate policy, getting inflation down. Without tanking the economy. And historically, that's been real hard to pull off, but they've at least gotten to the point where it looks like they've, there may be done or at least close to done raising rates. Having said all that, I, you know, I don't think we're necessarily out of the woods here. The cumulative impact of, of interest rate hikes haven't fully played out, especially if, if more tightening is coming, if inflation stays persistent. But I think the key to the outlook. For next year is is consumers. Uh, what's going on with consumers? There are some concerning headwinds that are brewing there.
1: <laughs> well, well, speaking speaking of those consumers, Tim, not being accusatory and and saying that that consumers are over leveraged, but but what credit trends merit watching to to monitor whether they are or not or or heading that way? What do you think?
2: I think for starters, so the, the Federal Reserve publishes data on household debt service and, uh, and financial obligations. You know, it's, it's not perfect data by the Fed's own admission and comes with a bit of a lag. But judging by those figures, there's, there's not a lot of evidence at this point that consumers in, in, in the broad aggregate, are, are having trouble managing their leverage. Mortgage payments as a share of disposable income, you know, consumer debt payments as a share of disposable income, the, the financial obligations ratio, which is sort of all those must pays like rent and auto lease payments and homeowners insurance and so forth, uh, you know, th- those have all trended up from the rock bottom levels of a couple years ago, but still below immediate pre-pandemic levels. Now of course you know that was as of the first quarter interest rates are higher now uh, than they were in Q1 and recession or no recession we're likely to see incomes weaken that's going to make that management harder especially for lower income groups so you know those th- those ratios look okay for now but that said there's yeah, there's certainly no shortage of signs that stresses are building uh, for consumers. I mean, the, the overall situation—you know—households were able to build up an enormous savings cushion during the pandemic. That, according to a lot of estimates, is largely evaporated. Student loan payments were suspended for several years, but are due to start ramping up again in the fall. And then, you know, there, there's the impact of inflation. Lower rates of inflation are a good thing, but they don't mean Prices are falling, just that they're not rising as fast. So the cumulative impact of uh, higher prices for things like food and clothing and rent means means less uh, income for for other purposes. So all this is contributing to things like you know delinquency rates for some types of loans rising quickly. The the percentage of, of credit balances transitioning into delinquency reached uh, multi-year highs in Q2 for for auto and and, and credit card and other types of consumer loans and that that's according to some data from the New York Fed again within you know sort of a the range typical of the period between the last two recessions uh, prior to the pandemic but certainly on the rise Transition rates into serious delinquency don't look quite as bad, but they've risen to roughly pre-pandemic levels for auto loans and credit cards. You know, bankruptcies, collections, foreclosures, things like that have remained low. Auto loan defaults are low so far, but you, know, the, you can see pressure building in the system.
1: Again, the voice you're hearing for this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast is Tim Gill, the <laughs> chief economist at AFSA, the American Financial Services Association, and and, and Tim is uh, looking closer at auto finance in comparison to to mortgages, credit cards, or, or personal loans, and and getting back to the the interest rate component, just. How much more or less has has auto finance been impacted by those rising interest rates compared to those other
0: segments?
2: Consumer credit growth is is slowing across the board. Banks are reporting loan demand has weakened and that lending standards have tightened. Non-mortgage balances increased by the lowest in two years in the second quarter. A separate estimate puts total household credit both Housing and non-housing, you know, essentially unchanged in the second quarter up, you know, a tenth of a percent. So, you know, uh, uh, essentially leveling out. Mortgage finance uh, has been impacted to a great degree and in in complicated ways. A large share of homeowners hold mortgages at much lower rates than the current market rate, which is now a 20-year high. So, you know, rate increases aren't going to affect them other than they're now less likely to move and give up a lower rate loan for a a new higher rate loan. So this is kind of, you know, gummed up the housing market at a time when supply constraints were already a problem. The, the amount of mortgage debt outstanding actually contracted in the second quarter for the first time in about five years. You know, but uh, with respect to non-mortgage consumer finance, you know, again, Lending standards are tightening, according to the so-called uh, sluice. the, the, the Fed's uh, survey of bank lending officers, looks like a little more so for credit cards than for auto loans or, or other types of consumer loans. You know, but keep in mind, you know, these are bank data, so don't cover all lenders, but it, it does give some visibility into broad trends. With auto finance for example, the dealer track credit availability index shows that uh, credit access for finance company loans has has actually improved a little bit in the last year. overall in, in, in contrast to the contraction in, in in mortgage credit, auto credit card consumer loan balances all grew in the second quarter for, for auto lending, you know, the, the, the pace of growth, though, is, is trending downward. It was lower. It was up in Q2 relative to Q1, but lower than in four of the, of the last five quarters.
1: As we round out uh, this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast, we at Cherokee Media Group have a special offer for our listeners who plan to join us for Used Car Week, which begins November 6th in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can get a discount for your all-access pass when you use the podcast discount code ARPODCAST23. Again, that's ARPODCAST23 to get a special discount on your all-access pass to Use Car Week. Just go to our website to register now at usecarweek.biz. Again, that's usecarweek.biz. And in the closing moments here with our Guest for this episode of the Ottery Marketing Podcast, Tim Gill, who is the chief economist at AFSA. Just, just thinking back over over your professional career, Tim. Just, um, what what are some economic trends that previously you you watch closely that that maybe you do not so much nowadays? And and conversely, what are some trends that? You watch closely now that we're not on your radar when you started kind of some comparisons uh, here to, to round us out. That's
2: an interesting question and and uh, th- thanks for the walk down memory lane. Um, so uh, yeah I, I've worked in several different industries as, as an economist over the years, so you uh, naturally have focused on different trends. At, at different times, I spent a lot of time looking at uh, inventory levels for things like crude oil and petroleum products and uh, capacity utilization and import ratios in the steel industry in a in a couple of previous lives and now, of course, a lot of the things that we've we've been talking about today. you know what one thing I've learned is there's never just one thing, never just one trend that tells you everything you'd like to know. But in the you know in the context of the economy as a whole, thinking about sort of the the you know ups and downs of the business cycle, one thing I don't watch that closely at this point is is the yield curve, the difference between uh, long-term bond yields and short-term bond yields. It's sort of always been thought to be. perhaps a uh, predictor of recessions. I I guess it's probably more accurate to say I watch it, but I'm not really all that convinced of its uh, predictive value uh, in the end. But you know, right now, with where we're kind of at, a, at an inflection point in the economy, I'm, uh, of course, paying a lot of attention to the Federal Reserve. They're, they're not the only thing that matters, but a big thing that matters. So I'm looking really closely <laughs> at the uh, inflation numbers and the employment numbers for some clues into what might be coming next on the interest rate front.
1: That's Tim Gill, Vice President of Research and the Chief Economist at the American Financial Services Association. Tim, thank you so much for for giving us a a great survey of the economic landscape and and some other great perspectives. Thank you so much.
2: It's been my pleasure. Thank you.
1: And if you've missed any of our past conversations with experts like Tim Gill, just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. Or simply subscribe through whichever platform you get your podcast. For fellow hosts, Bill Zedekes, Joe Overby, and Andy Friedlander, as well as our fantastic executive producer, Matt Rice. I'm Nick Zulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.
0: Staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a powerful partner to help you deliver financial solutions to the auto market. Allied Solutions' strategic relationships in the auto dealership and finance markets have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best-in-class solutions. For over 45 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 22 million monitored loans across more than 4,000 financial institution clients, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit us online at AlliedSolutions.net. That's AlliedSolutions.net.